Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the Big Bad Bike Show where me and my co-host talk about bikes until the cows come home and still nobody seems to listen. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to keep going because we enjoy doing it. It's nice to talk about bikes, isn't it Ash? It is. It's always good to talk about bikes. Bikes are always on the mind. This is our weekly opportunity to sit down and <laughs> just kind of... Go over all the random crap that's been running through your head and we've nobody to talk to you about it, so we talk to <laughs> each other. Uh, um, it's, uh, if, uh, it's... Go on. <laughs> no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, it's a very uh, special, uh, special episode. I was going uh, to say, it's a very special episode because it is our anniversary. We're one year old. We're one Yay! year old podcast. One Yay! So as you listen to this, we're actually very slightly more than one year old, but we're recording this on the 20th of February 2024, and our first podcast released on the 20th of February 2023. Mm. Do you know very who we cool. share a birthday with? Not a clue. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Share a birthday with Kurt Cobain. Ah, he did. He was... He was he's dead. He was born on <laughs> the twentieth of February. He would be fifty seven today, I believe. Yes. Anywho <laughs> well, Let's yeah. hope we don't come to such a tragic end. Do you listen to Kirk Bain? Do you ever listen to any Nirvana? Uh I think I like that one which is uh smells like teen spirit. Everybody likes smells. And then uh, I think the other one I like is Heart Shaped Box. I think it's called. That's pretty good. Oh, quality from yeah. the In Utero album. I listened to Nirvana non Nirvana and Manic Street Preachers. Uh, well, my brother listened to Manic Street Preachers no end, and I listened to Nirvana. So that was my like adolescence was Manic Street Preachers. And Nirvana. So I was really depressed as, <laughs> as a teenager, basically, oh, what I'm saying. You know. Uh, but yeah, I got through it and I'm older. Still depressed, but <laughs> just older. Uh, by the way, uh, everybody, um, uh, the host tonight is the Big Bad Biker. That's Sam McCauley, who you've just heard about being depressed. And uh, I'm the co host for today, which is the uh, I am the Up North Biker, Ash Hall. This is Ash taking over the show because I'm not doing what I should be doing. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> completely fucked the intro, but ladies and gentlemen, I do apologise, so I just thought I'd there put that no in there. There is no intro. We just start <laughs> talking. There's no intro. <laughs> okay, there's no intro anymore. Sorry. Did you write that intro? Uh, that's, well, well. that's we've right, so we've got a dog. <laughs> I bastardised it a bit. We've got, a, we've got a dog, and about three weeks ago, Ash wrote a... Uh, an intro, which was a very good intro, and he's still living off that. Three weeks. He keeps going, oh, I've written an intro. It's just the same one that was there three weeks ago. Hey, no, because there, look, it says it is our anniversary. See, I put that bit in. Uh, well, we put, we've already mentioned that. Yeah, right. I know. Let's get serious. <laughs> if okay. you are listening to us on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, hit the like button, send us a comment, get in touch with us. If you're on Spotify or Apple, you can rate us, give us five stars. Uh, yeah, love to get like a rating on Apple Podcast or something. Somebody to tell us how amazing they think we are. Yeah, we're almost 
we're almost matching tonight, aren't we, Ash? Because we've yeah. both got a Russell, both got a Russell road racing. I've got a t-shirt on, Russell, uh, Russell yeah. road racing t-shirt. I'm uh, wearing a uh, Russell road racing snapback. You know, we're big supporters of uh, Michael Russell and Russell road yeah. racing because yeah, well, yeah, we've we've both been lucky enough to to meet the gentleman himself. If you want to get any merch, you can go to his Facebook page. It's just Russell road racing Facebook, and you can it buy is. his merch there. And any motorcycle rider you like, like obviously MotoGP riders, fuck them. They've got all the money they want. Any motorcycle <laughs> rider you like, anybody, if they've got merch, go and buy some of their merch. I know you're not buying them tires and you're not paying for fuel, but just buy some of their merch. They're not, well, they're make, they are making it because, you know, they enjoy it. But yeah. they're not just putting merchandise out there for shits and giggles. They're putting it out there because it's an opportunity for you to show your support. So, yeah. If if there's a motorcycle rider out there you like, where he's BSB or road racer or something, buy his merch or her merch. Buy something. Yeah, exactly. Unless you chip right. in, then don't buy any merch whatsoever. Yeah, he's our illustrious third host who's not with us for a few months. All right, so coming up on tonight's <laughs> show, we actually have a Who Am I this week, because I've done a little bit of research. By meaning that, I mean like 10 minutes ago, I realised <laughs> I've got to <laughs> So, just for context, I have got a new job recently, and my head is up my ass just trying to keep up with uh, a new job and the pace of life because I was unemployed for a very long time. Uh, right, so yeah, so <laughs> we got uh, we got who am I? We got some news, not a lot of news, uh, a little bit of confirmed rage coming up, and then this week, thank the holy Lord, thanks, sweet Jesus, this week we're going to be doing predictions. We are for the world but, superbikes, uh, but before we do any of that. Mm. we're going to talk about another motorcycle because the past couple of weeks we've been doing that the two two weeks ago we talked about was it the tiger 1200 yeah triumph tiger 1200 last week we did the ktm duke 790 if you want to listen to them go to our previous episodes and you can listen to us pretend that we know what we're talking about <laughs> and <laughs> this week we are talking about one of my favourites, and I think it's one of your favourites too, and that's the Honda Fireblade. Oh, I think it's ev- one of everybody's favourites. It is, isn't I it? I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. There, there's some sort of iconic cars out there, and if you say to somebody a car, they just know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Fireblade, as and in my opinion, Fireblade is like the motorbike version of that. Yeah, it you is. Go up to, you got you got anybody that doesn't know anything about motorbikes, and they'll be like. Oh, the only bike I know is Fireblade. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get. If you say to if you say to them Fireblade, they they can picture it in their head. Yeah. Like if you if you said to somebody a Tiger nine hundred, Tiger twelve hundred, if you said to somebody a BMW GS twelve fifty, or if you said like an well maybe an R one Yamaha, I don't know, but or an M one Yamaha, or if you say all these sort of bikes. I think yeah. a lot of people, maybe like non-motorcycle fans, maybe wouldn't know what to picture in their head. Yeah. Imagine if you say Fireblade, they're all just going to go, yeah, I know what that is. It's just, it's such a, a badass name as well. Fireblade. It's you know, so cool. So it's cool, isn't cool it? Name. I mean, I, I once owned a Firestorm and I thought that sounded cool, but it's got nothing on a Fireblade. Fire just sounds Blade. awesome. I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been like a Gillette advert. <laughs> they, they, made a, they made a Fireblade. And then they just had somebody going faster than motorbike. on a bike, like that, around the corner. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to shave like a fire blade? Do you want to? This hit is the digressing the a little bit. But, <laughs> but 
save an adverts are so fucking stupid. Like, they're yeah, they just, are. They're so they're so focused on men because we're just like, duh. You see the one where it's like, <laughs> I remember one where it goes in space. There is no up or down because you know in space it's all relative to where you're at. Yeah, and it goes. Now it's the same with shaving, and it's like, how how are you comparing shaving <laughs> to space? <laughs> <laughs> And then they yeah. had another one where they, they had an F1 car that was going left and right really fast. And it was all about how quick it can turn. And they, <laughs> they, they, had, that, they had this ball on the, on the razor. And they're like, oh, now uh, your razor blade's like a fucking F1 car. Wait up. Come on. <laughs> but as soon as it goes, Gillette, you're like, yeah, fuck yes. Give me Gillette. Anyway, I'm very surprised they never used Fireblade. We've got yes. a Fireblade. Well, the... Uh Fireblade has been around for what nearly thirty years now. 30, 30 Over thirty years. years. Over. Uh, first it's, one was it's, made it's back it. in nineteen ninety two. It was released. But it was the eight nine three cc, and it was one hundred and twenty two brake horsepower. That was a fast bike for back then. <laughs> it was. Uh, so does that it, mean that? Uh, does that mean that Fireblades are now retro? Yeah, I mean the older ones definitely are. Yeah, they definitely, uh, especially the colour schemes. They had the proper, like, old-style colour schemes with, like, a bit of purple, a bit of red. Like, it looks like somebody just splashed paint on it. Yeah. Like, it it was, and they were really, um, they were really bulky as well. You see sports bikes now, and, yeah, go and have a look. Uh, The the, uh, Bennett's one's pretty good, if you just put in Fireblade History. So, they were quite chunky. They, They were quite a chunky bike. Whereas you see sports bikes now, and they're they're like as slim as they can be, like oh, on the seats and stuff small, like that. Yeah. Um, they had a lot more sort of fairing back then, but I mean the the Fireblade that was that was Honda's answer to like, you know, going up against the R1, going up against the I think it was the ZX Nine R at the time, the Kawasaki, um, the GSX R11. Um, which was obviously Suzuki, so they were all fighting for like the fastest bike, and obviously Honda decided to make the Fireblade, which was just an absolute hit. Always has been, and like you say, um, even even though they weren't up there winning all the time, people still went out and bought them because they were just yeah. such a brilliant bike. But uh, there's something about if you turn up and you've got a Fireblade, it's like. What sort of yeah. bike have you got? Fireblade. You, do, <laughs> you, just, you instantly uh, get a slight chub on when you hear them words. <laughs> <laughs> i got a Fireblade. If you can indeed get a chub, some people... <laughs> you know. I think I'm pronouncing this right. It was actually, The bike was actually developed by uh, Tadeo Barber. I yeah, i seen that. i seen that as well, and I thought it was like somebody from Star Wars. <laughs> Hey, Tadio Baba. <laughs> a wagga wanga. <laughs> but yeah, no one the... asked that probably has some sort of Star Wars language. Is totally. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> uh, I'm really sorry. That was uh, Jabba's, uh, Jabba's palace. It was his assistant. A wagga wanga. <laughs> but yeah, they're still making... That's how good the Fireblade is, though. They're still making them now. Like, they're just... Didn't really change much except from obviously well, the engine yeah, just got you say, bigger. You could say they didn't really change much, but that's why they're winning fuck all in World Super Bikes because they're yeah. not changing anything. They're not but changing like anything, you said, but they don't like need said, to. They they don't need to because they're still flying off the shelves. They still sell. 
as far as sports bikes goes, they still sell. But do you know what's really funny? Like, so the newest, the newest Fireblade that came out, it came out in twenty twenty, I believe, and its name is right. It's because they're like running out of names for these things because they've got so many. It's now called the Honda CBR thousand RR dash R Fireblade SP. <laughs> Just running out of bloody Fireblade names SP. for them. <laughs> Just how many how many R's they can put into it? Yeah, well, there's three R's in that bugger. <laughs> so what what's the brake horsepower in it now? What's the brake horsepower? Uh, the brake horsepower on the newest ones, looking at 175 brake upwards. So it's not limited to, but obviously, if you were to change stuff on it, you could get more out of it. What's your GTR? Uh, I believe it's 156. I would imagine your GTR is a good bit heavier than a fire blade. Yeah, so a blade, you're looking at, well, the dry weight that I've got here, so that's without fueling. Is we know what dry weight means. Yeah, well, some people don't. <laughs> uh, without your oils and stuff like that. Mansplaining. Um, yeah. There may be so, some girls listening. <laughs> there might be. So dry weight, is, dry weight is 173 kilos, right? The dry weight of my bike... Is two hundred and seventy four. Yeah, and this has got like an extra thirty horsepower. In so it. mine's mine's an extra hundred kilos heavier, and thirty horsepower less. Yeah, still shifts like, but obviously, what shift like that does. I remember years ago. I'm going back nearly thirty years. Jesus, old man, I'm forty. You are ancient, <laughs> like. <laughs> Did you just say you're, you're forty like, next year? I'm 40 next year, man. Oh, my yeah, God, you old I'm, geriatric like, fuck. I am actually 40 next year. Like, that's can say that, man. Jesus. Scary, man. Some people my age are grandes. I'm 33 and I feel ancient, man. Aye, but you look older than me. Right, so go on back <laughs> nearly 30 years. I've told you before that I grew up in a village that had a uh, road race around it. Yeah. I'm 50. Mm-hmm. So one year, I think it was about 1995, 96, 97-ish. Could have been any one of them years, 95, 96, 97. I'm not sure. I think probably closer to 95. Hmm. The bikes were on. I probably wasn't watching them because, I, funny enough, whenever it was my own home race, I didn't watch the bikes as much. I just ran around all excited because there was so much commotion going on where I lived. Yeah. But I can remember this guy coming up and he had a fire blade and we were staring at it just looking at how amazing it was. <laughs> and he had his leathers on, he had his helmet on, and uh, he was put his leg over the bike, started it up, boom, boom, boom. And we were standing there, and he, he just kind of looked at us because he, he, we were gawking at him. And I says to him, I was like, mate, how fast does that go? Because that's a typical question you asked. Now, I was only about 10, you know. I was a bit yeah. fucking shantacular. So he, he wasn't going to, like, he wasn't going to address me in conversation, like, so he just turned yeah. around and goes, he just turned around and goes, we man, all just depends how big your balls are. <laughs> I was like, that is the coolest answer. I was just like, whoa, that's so cool. He said balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was nearly 30 years ago. Have you got a favourite Fireblade? Have you got a certain one that you like the most? Or To be honest, I couldn't really tell you one from another. Right, well, my I'm going to tell everybody my favourite. So my favourite was the um, 
the the nine two nine, and that was made in two thousand and two. That bike was just I just the look of it. I thought it was brilliant, um, and it was the one that pipped back uh, at the R one as well. They made when they made that one, it, it, they made it faster than the R one as well. I've got nothing against Yamaha. I just I've just got a soft spot for Honda. I always will have a soft spot for Honda. Me too, but why do you have a soft spot for Honda? <laughs> I suppose, in a way, it's because I suppose I get it. It's it's no different to football with me. Like, so obviously, I support Leeds United. My dad supported Leeds United. My dad's always been more of a Honda man. So I've kind of grown up around Hondas and sort of been told, you know, Hondas are, are brilliant, and they are. They are brilliant. They're reliable. They're quick. They do what you need them to do. Um, and I suppose that's why I'm a Honda man, I suppose. And then you've also got yeah. like you've, you've got your greats that have ridden on Hondas. I mean, my favourite bike ever is the Honda VTR SP1. And that was rode by Joey Dunlop. And yeah. especially, especially in the Vimto colours, it was absolutely beautiful, that bike. I love it. Um, so, yeah, I suppose that's why I'm a Honda man, I suppose. I like the others. I've got a Kawasaki and a Honda, but... You know, they are, the dream is to have a Suzuki and a Yamaha as well, and then I've got all the Japanese bikes. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for Honda. Mine's something similar. It's just, uh, again, that name you mentioned, Joyden Lop. He was, like, just iconic in Northern Ireland yeah. and around the world. But obviously I was watching road racing in the 90s, and it just baffles me, that looking back on it and reading his autobiography, how he had this whole entire career and life before I even started watching and knew who Joyden Locke was. Mm. You know, that just blows my mind. But <clears throat> it was uh, like, once he got onto the Honda RC45, I was about, it was 1993 or 1994, around that. Yeah. And I was only about, I was only about eight or nine, so whenever that happened, that was pretty cool whenever that happened, because that was also around the same time that he got 15 wins at the TT. Yeah. He was on the the Honda RC45, which is my favourite bike, because he was on it, Philip McCallum was on it, I think uh, John Grzeski was on not John, is it? John Kazansky was on it, I think uh, Carl Fogarty read on it for a while. Yeah. And, the Castro Colors and it was amazing and that was for just loved that bike and then the Castro Colors just seen them in other bikes that Joey and Philip McCallum was riding they were riding 125s 250s yeah. and you seen that you seen that colour you seen the Castro Colors and you like me being like 8, 9, 10 I didn't have to know anything about bikes I just seen <laughs> them colours and I knew that's a Honda you just knew because yeah. I knew that I know the Honda RC45 when I seen it but because I learned the colours, I just knew from the rest of them, that's a Honda. That's a Honda. Yeah. And that's, again, from that young age, I just loved Hondas. That yeah. And I think also, the the other reason is, because of Honda and Castrol, they made probably one of the best liveries ever. That's amazing. Such that, a and it's, I'm so happy that they're using it in MotoGP this year. Because it's honestly my, it's my favourite level so ever. It's so good. It is, like I said, coming back to the RC45 with Jordan Locke, Philip McCallan, hmm. John Kazansky, Carl Fogarty, they all rode that livery. They all had that yeah. same livery. It was just amazing to see it. And it was. Like, I, I, you know how much I like Johan's article. 
Yeah, yeah. But him riding, him riding around <laughs> now with a Castrol Honda livery, he's talking about getting a chub on. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it is cool. But I just think you can't fault, like I say, you can't fault Honda, and that's why people love Fireblade so much, and that's why people know Fireblade so much. Like you say, people don't know about it. Oh, who will know about Fireblade? Well, yeah, yeah, because the class. <laughs> yeah, they really They're are a really good bike. Do you know what I saw today? Go on. Uh, what's the name of it? The Honda Africa Twin. Africa Twin. Yeah, so one today. Do they come in different sizes? No. So well, I mean, you've size. got the, you've got the, you've got the, uh, the normal Africa Twin, and then you've got the Africa Twin Adventure Sport, and I believe the Adventure Sport is a little bit taller. This Not one looks very though. small and slim. Small and slim. Well, when I say small and slim, I was in a, a daft truck, so I was very high. Ah, right, you know, okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably one of the, probably one of like sort of the. It was it a more modern Africa Twin? It wasn't like the old one. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looked it looked quite new. Yeah, know, so it's probably yeah. I mean, I, I think it had the red, it had the red, bikes. white, and blue colours as well, which is also a very nice livery. It the is red, white, and blue colours. I do it's like more the, white with a splash of red and yeah. red and white. Yeah, but it's, it's the first like time because I've colors, yeah. I've quite often I've quite often looked at Africa Twins and thought, mm, uh, you know the way I'm like, oh, because yeah. you know, I'm looking at bikes around that that sort of make and model. But this one here, I was I was in a rush to get back to the yard because I wanted to go home, and I was barreling up to this roundabout. <laughs> and you know when you're coming to a roundabout and the lights have been green for ages, and you're like, I know they're going to change. And I, I had that split second where I was like, I can start slowing down now, or I can just fucking put my foot down and just <laughs> what happens happens. So I put my foot down. I was like, I'm going for it. And then just as uh, just as I got to it, it turned orange. But I had loads of time. I didn't run through a red. But as I was coming up to it, the there was an Africa twin that came up and just stopped at the traffic lights just as I and I just kind of got a quick flash of it and just that quick flash I just looked at it and mm. I was just like oh, that actually looks quite nice and then I was gone but it's the first they time are, I've seen an Africa they're really nice bikes I think and I've obviously rode one I did a review on one if anybody wants to watch it it's on our YouTube channel um, it was such a nice bike to ride it really was comfortable it was just really mm. nice to handle plenty of power I really enjoyed it really enjoyed it have you ever read a fire blade i have never ridden a fire blade ever my dad owned a fire blade and i remember back in uh i think it was 2013 my hmm. dad told me that if i learned to ride if i got a license he would give me a go on his fire blade yeah and then i remember saying to him like six or seven months later i was like oh i'm gonna do my test and then i'll have a go in your fire blade and he's like i never said that and I just <laughs> <laughs> but i never got my test anyway did i, I just yeah I stood up against the wall my old man he doesn't like uh he doesn't like letting me go on his bikes i don't know why because i've never i've never crashed or anything i just I've, he just shits himself <laughs> just doesn't doesn't like you on it Right. Guess that sums up the fire. Oh, really? I mean, he's got back to me. Oh, what did he say? This is, this, this is my this is my dad and his conversation. 
said, what year was your fire blade you had? And instead of being like, oh, you're right, son, not heard from you in a while, blah, blah, blah. He just, he literally just ripped back. 2013. Oh, yeah, the 2013 blade. Let's have a look and see which one that was. One sec. Oh, right. That's that's quite a, yeah, it's quite a nice one. They made them up to 2016. Mm. Uh, that one had 175 brake horsepower. And it was a 998cc. So yeah, you, your old man had a... Fa- How old was he when he got that? 2013, right? Let's see, that was 10 years ago. 34, 58. Bloody hell. Old timer on a fucking bike like that. Jesus. Was he 58? He must have been 2013. Yeah, because they, um, they were obviously in competition with the ZX-10R... The S one thousand RR that BMW just brought out, and the new R one. Um, but yeah, obviously they've had a new one out since then. But yeah, it's lovely bike that. I think that's why the Fireblade has become so has become so popular because you get so many bikes that they're all just letters like the S S R R, the R R, this and that, and it just becomes such a tongue twister and trying to remember does, all yeah. these different names. Whereas if you just say fire blade <laughs> like, yeah it just sticks in your head i mean the full name of it is the cbr thousand rr fire blade but nobody ever calls it that they never say oh i've got a cbr thousand they go yeah rr i've got, got a fire blade, blade. Got a, it's got like fire blade. the last bike that i had that was a cbr 1100 xx that was the name of it but it's known as the blackbird so you wouldn't if you wouldn't say, "Oh, yeah, I had a CBR 1100XX," you just say, "I had a Blackbird," and people go, "Yeah, Jesus Christ, you had a Blackbird, fucking rapid," because mm. I know what it is. Um, no, that's pretty cool. How long did he have that for? Did he have it long? I don't know. <laughs> has he still got it now? Or has he got rid of it? No, no, no. He's got rid of it. He's just mm. got himself a small bike now, doesn't he? Oh. What's he got now? Do you know? He's got a Honda One Two Five. Has he? Yeah. What? Just a little CBR, or like the same? Yeah. The same thing that you've got, but the Honda version, the CG. Uh, I think it's the CBR. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. I don't think he's as well. It's not keen. I don't think he's as as keen about riding now as he was, but he still likes to have a bike, so he's got so little. One two five, just to yeah. There was a lad at work today. He's obviously been seeing what I've doing, been doing with bikes recently. You know him, um, Hopkins, and uh, he's possibly thinking about getting a one two five. And he's looking at oh, he's looking at bloody Rejus and Lex Motos. I said no, you've got to buy a Honda, a Yamaha, a Kawasaki, or a Suzuki. Yeah, the thing is, we one two fives. Like, it's just that temptation to buy, like you said, you can go and buy a Lex Moto or something and get it brand new, inverted mm. commas, for the same prices you can get, like a second, third hand Honda Yamaha 125. But for a, the idea of a 125 is you're not going to, well, I'm not saying you look after it, but you're not going to, you're not planning to have it for very long. So yeah. just buy second hand. Buy just. But, yeah, buy second hand. But the good thing is, if you buy a Japanese 125, and you only run it for, say, like, six months and then pass your test, you'll be able to sell that bike for the exact same price you bought it for. No problem. Mm. 
Um, did you have a look at the photo that I put in the chat, by the way? I've not even looked at our chat at all. Oh, okay. So somebody, I've seen, seen somebody was selling it online, a 2011 Reju R125. And they were, they were just selling the frame and the wheels. There's no engine in it, no lights, nothing. And I laughed at it yeah, because I thought, it. yeah, that's the only the only decent parts of a Chinese bike that's left. <laughs> Do you want to buy this rolling chassis? Because everything else is broken on it. <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Chippy put up a thing. CF Moto team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So I guess that Shall sums we... up the bike of the week. The, that's what we should call our section. Bike, bike of, of the week. week. Bike of the week. Do, 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 do. Bike of the week. Bike of the week. That sounds too much like blankety blank. I know. That's what I was going for. Yeah, well, we'll get done for copyright if you sing that too much. Not really. Blankety blank years ago. <laughs> blankety blank still out now. They've re-released it. Have they? Oh. Yes. Back that of the guy week. Back it. of the week. The guy, <laughs> the guy that does the chase. Who's that guy? The guy that does oh, the chase. Oh, um, he's funny in here. Oh, I can't remember his name. Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. Also does the gladiators. Gladiators. Right, let's oh. get back into bikes before we start doing stupid stuff. Oh, uh, no, right, you so. need to do your Who Am I? Well, that's what it was about to get into. Well. Well. Jesus. Right, so my who am I this week? Let's see if you can get it, Ash. This is actually going to be quite a hard one, I'm going to be honest. Uh, it, was he right. born in 1901? No, he was born <laughs> in 1972. I'm not going to know who this is. <laughs> on the 15th of October 1972, he was born in Barcelona, Spain. Hmm, okay. Right. He's ridden in the MotoGP World Championships on a mm. Honda, Ducati, and a Yamaha. Obviously not all at the same time. He's been in a Honda, <laughs> Ducati, and a Yamaha. He's had 194 starts, 24 podiums, and two wins. Did he ever win a championship? La. I'm telling you. Okay. No. No, he didn't. Right. And lastly, <laughs> lastly... He was in World Superbikes, he had 150 starts, 24 podium or 49 podiums, 24 wins, and here's the biggest clue, he was the World Superbike champion 2011. That's okay. Okay. Well, I will I will ta- I will I will take that up. Yes, please do, because that was a lot of information to take in. Right. Do you want me to go through it again? <laughs> no, just type it up. <laughs> Right. No, but I'll go through it again for the people okay. listening, even though they can they can just go back and listen to it again. Right, he was born in Barcelona on the fifteenth of October nineteen seventy two. He was in the MotoGP World Championship and he was he rode on a Honda, Ducati and a Yamaha. He had hundred and ninety four starts, twenty four podiums and two wins. He was in the World Superbike Championship from two thousand eight to two thousand thirteen. He had hundred and fifty starts, forty nine podiums, twenty four wins. And he was a world superbike champion two thousand and eleven. Right, quite a lot, quite a lot, quite a lot of clues there. There is quite a lot of clues. But, but if you want to have a guess, 
You can email in at podcastbigbadbs.co.uk. You can have a guess. I guess we also mean you can have a Google if you want. But yeah. Send us a message. You can write a comment down in YouTube. Then everybody will see it, but who cares? Write a comment down in YouTube or send us a message to that email address that Ash just wrote. Or yes. Or don't. Or don't. Or, or don't. Probably, probably if, be you're, if you're that... If, if you're that one listener who continuously gives us your support, thank you, by the way, send us an email. Right, let's go on with a little bit of news. We don't and have a lot news. of news. We don't have a lot, because it's not, as everybody knows, it's not race season yet, so we don't have an awful lot of news. Well, we, we could probably scratch through and find stuff. I've not tried very hard to find news, but we've got a little bit. Uh, did you put this news on, or did uh, did our third co-host, did uh, our co-host, did he do it? I think he did the first one, I did the second one. Okay, I think he needs to put a bit more effort in, because he's not got much to do. He doesn't, that is true. But to be fair, I at the moment I could put more effort in as well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think right, our first, bit, <laughs> our first bit of news comes from the MCN Rider of the Year. Now, yes. if you remember, the Big big Bad Bike Show, we did our Rider of the Year at the end of the year. And we collectively end up voting Peter Hackman as our Rider of the Year. MCN, as voted by the readers, so that's you guys and us and everybody else yeah, who I reads voted. and follows MCN, they have voted for Michael Dunlop to be their Rider of the Year. Why do you think Michael Dunlop's a Rider of the Year? Do you think he deserves to be the Rider of the Year? And I'm not trying to shit on him and say he doesn't deserve it because, of course, he, he deserves it as much as any other writer. I'm just saying, what makes Michael Dunlop more deserved of Writer of the Year than, say, Peter Hackman? Because, for me, I only voted for Michael Dunlop because Peter Hickman won it last year. That was it. Yeah. That was the only reason I picked Michael because I would have picked, if, if, if it had been, say, like John McGuinness, I would have picked Peter Hickman. <laughs> And that's nothing against yeah. Michael Dunlop. It's just Peter Hickman did something last year which was phenomenal on that stock bike at the TT. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to vote for him. But obviously, I thought, do you know what? He won it last year, so bollocks to him. Michael Dunlop can have it. And funnily yeah, enough, I've... 50%, 50% of all votes was for Michael Dunlop. Mm. So... I... Uh... I voted for Peter Hackman. Yeah. Oh, as you know, that's who I had down as my writer of the year for the Big Bad Bike Show as well, but that's who I voted for, Peter Hackman. But I had a similar reason for you, because I honestly believe that next year, Michael, or this year, this year's as it is, this Michael Dunlop will be, the writer, will be the writer of the year for obvious reasons. So I thought, well, I'll pick Peter Hackman this year, because, <laughs> again, I think what Peter Hackman did at the TT was... Incredible, and yes, then it was. He also went on to like Mano GP and uh, a few other road races. And well, the th I think the only thing that let Peter Hackman down was his abysmal BSB season. Yeah, it wasn't. F yeah, um, it was. But then you could look at tame. you could look at Michael Dunlop and say, whenever he was in BSB, he didn't exactly do very well either. But then the difference is. You don't expect Michael Dunlop to do very well in the BSB. No, because, because he's not a circuit rider. Because he uses it more for testing, you know what I mean? Whereas of course he does. Peter Hackman, Peter Hackman 
you wouldn't be surprised if he was up at the sharp end. So it did seem like a bad season for him in that way. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, but our second piece of news has to do with Buster Hickman as well. So FHO will not mm. attend the Northwest 200, but they will compete in the Isle of Man TT and other road races. So yeah. it sounds like they're kind of boycotting Northwest 200, which would probably have something to do with last week's or last year's carbon fiber wheels. Carbon fiber wheels. Or do you think? Yeah. Or do you think? Uh, Northwest 200 have turned around and said, "Look, if you're bringing that bike and it's on carbon fiber wheels, don't fucking bother because we've already told you once. Stick some alley ones on, or just don't come." They could have done well, that. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know if the conversation went that way. Well, no, but, but like you know what I mean. The north, the Northwest 200. Uh, so Mervyn White, I don't know if he does all the rules, but obviously he's like the, he's like the race chief. But the Northwest 200 has basically said that the rules are going to stay the same as they were last year. Yeah. So there's no point in but them turning the up is, if they're going to be on carbon wheels because they won't be allowed to go around. The thing is, last year, last year it might have been like they were on the grid and it's like, oh, well, we didn't know. Or, you know, it might have been a rule, but we didn't go through it with a fine tooth comb and nobody told us. Whereas this yeah. year, it's like, well, you've got, you've got enough time yeah. to... You've got enough time to address this and sort the tyres out, but they've just said they're not going to go. To me, it seems a little bit like they're boycotting it. But is but it I also, not? but I also, I also think that it's a bit. It's like we said last year: if them, if them tyres come stock on that bike, if that's how that bike comes. Hmm. Yeah, but then, like, like I say, with with the wheels, right. <sighs> I think I don't think it's FHO that are boycotting it. I think it's probably BMW. They've probably gone. Do you know what bollocks to them? That they are the stock wheels that we made for that bike. Why should we have to engineer some aluminium ones to go on the bike just for one race? Yeah, but I bet I bet whenever you get to Northwest Two Hundred, there'll be other riders on a BMW that'll be there. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Like I'd almost guarantee it. It's not like they're going to be the only riders in a BMW who's going to be there. Mm, maybe. So maybe. So do you reckon the they just spat two, the dummy out? Yes, because last year, because leading up to last year, they were saying that how it was. Uh, they thought that because of the insurance fiasco leading up to last year. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, road racing was in dire straits and needed cash, needed some sort of financial support. And FHO, Feho being quite wealthy, FHO were quite good financial supporters of road races in general. Yeah. So whenever they, whenever they were so stringent on this little, well, you could say it's maybe an insignificant rule or not, but whenever they were so stringent in the rule, it kind of got the impression that they were, you know, biting off their nose despite their face because. It's like, why are you being so hard on somebody that's such a good financial support to road racing whenever road racing needs financial support? But then that sounds a little bit like buying your way through the rules. So Yeah. But I think yeah. FHO are like, well, why we will continue to just not su support the Northwest 200, which obviously isn't good, if you're going mm. to continue with this silly rule, but the rules yeah. are rules and blah, blah, blah. And, 
But well, it'll save North- it'll save FHO some money, I suppose. Not not attending. The Northwest 200 race chief Mervyn White says that the absence of FHO race team in the event is disappointing. Yeah, so they're a little bit disappointed that they're not going to turn up. However, Peter Hickman will still compete in his own Superstock, Supersport, and Super Twin. So he will still be there. And he'll, so that up. he'll be there uh, on the Triumphs then. Yeah, I believe so. Is that his, his team? Is it PHR yeah. Peter Hickman racing? Yeah, PHR, and he always has the uh, he always has. Uh, I, I like his livery with the Trooper Trooper beer on there. I think it's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, that is nice. Is it like a black and orange? Is that right? It's like a it's like a sort of camo color, isn't it? Yeah, and then black and with a bit of like sort of it's like a goldy orange. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, be good to still uh, see him there. Stick. I don't know what Josh Brooks is doing. He's going to be there or not. Mm. No, Did you see a tweet? Do you see a tweet by Glenn Irwin? Well, you don't have Twitter. I don't so have Twitter. Glenn Irwin, Glenn Irwin put a tweet out and he's saying that three of his sporting wants or three of his big sporting desires is to become British Superbike champion, which mm-hmm. would suggest that he wants to stay on British Superbikes. Defend his British Superbike Championship, which would also suggest he wants to British Superbikes, yeah, and become the most successful Super Northwest Two Hundred Superbike rider, right? Ever, I suppose. But he has good riding the Northwest, so that was one of his tweets. So he will probably beat Northwest too. Yeah, but uh, have we even found out? what he's going to be riding yet this year I still don't think it's come out fuck's sake man it's came out yet it's pissing me off now he's I just want to be, know he's going to be on PBM he's going to be on PBM I don't know man I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying me if anybody else has any ideas fucking send us a message and let yeah. us know because we have a clue uh, right also confirmed rides nothing well, say nothing that's, that's serious for the riders we're talking about. Sullivan Mounsey and Evan Belford are named on the provisional 2024 Red Bull rookies list for this season, which is mm-hmm. uh, it's always good to have a couple of British riders always on the right track for the up-and-coming you know, Red Bull rookies this year, Moto3 next year, yeah, world domination the following year. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> well, well, world domination, I mean MotoGP champion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, other than that, there was a test in Qatar this past it was. week. I say past week, these past couple of days. Now, we've got, we got the results up. We have. I say um, we've got the results up. We went on the internet and looked at the results. That's exactly what we did, and that's what yes. we're going to do as well. <laughs> And so I got no, the results for day no surprise at the top there, Francesco Bagnaia. I'm looking on Crash.net, that's where I got all my bacon news. Yeah, that's where I've got mine as well. It says here um, Jorge Martin encounters rear charter problem for the first time in MotoGP. Hmm. Have you ever had any charter in the bike when you're riding? Or do you um, 
well, I've had me, I've had me the head on the bike shake, shake on me a few times, but uh, not from the back. Never had much chat from the back. No. That's what she said. <laughs> but no, I've definitely had a, a bike shake its head on me. It's fucking scary. Also, partly Mark Marquez has crashed his Ducati for the first time. Oh dear. After purposefully increasing the risk. So he's obviously trying to push the bike as far as much as he can to get as much out of it. He's yeah. Lost the front, I would imagine. Still not as yeah, quick as Alicia's Official test though. results, like you said, it's no surprise that Francesco Bagna who? Alicia Spargo of Mark Marquez. If you put Alicia Spargo and Mark Marquez on the same track at the same day during a race, Mark Marquez will destroy Alicia Spargo. Dunno. Oh, come on. Do you, want, <laughs> do, you want, do you think you're going to tell me that 2024 <laughs> Alicia Spargo is going to finish higher than Mark Marquez? Well, Alicia Spargo is on a twenty twenty four bike. Marquez is on a twenty three bike. You never know. Aprilia might have no. made some good good changes. You think so? Could have done. Is that a oh, way? Well, look at it. He's above Mark Marquez on the test. Is- Is yeah. that why Alessio Spagaro has come out and said he wants more power as Ducatis are more competitive than us and they need to find more power if they, wanted to keep, if they want to compete with the Ducatis for the 2024 title? Now, I know he might be talking about the factory bikes, but come on, Mark Marquez is on a Ducati 2023. He's going to struggle to beat Mark Marquez. We will see. Struggling to get past him at the moment, though, isn't he? It's not. They're not struggling to get past anyone. <laughs> they're not. They're not racing each other. They're not. I know. The same I know. <laughs> Alicia Spagro might be fast when there's nobody else around, but put him on yeah. a race track and his head will go. I don't know. I think he's all right. He's a good oh, rider. He's a decent rider. Like I, I'd imagine you'd be shouting yourself. If you're on the bike, room, like. But I definitely put him above Maverick Vinales. He's definitely the number one rider in Aprilia. Yeah, Maverick Vinales is such a shame really as well. I really want to like Maverick Vinales because he was so he had so much potential at once. He did, really did. And like obviously, him and Yamaha didn't really gel very well, and he didn't do no. himself any favors what he was doing at Yamaha. And well, I don't know, he just seemed to really struggle with MotoGP, and yeah. Yeah. Right, so um, final test final final results of Qatar test. Obviously, like you said, Francesco Bagnaia finished top with the best lap time of one fifty nine five two. And then Enea Bastianini was point one two seconds behind him. Alessio Spagro, like you said, was third in front of Marquez. He was uh and then it was Mark Marquez fourth like Raul Fernandez was fifth like it's all over the place in testing Maverick Vinales was sixth again you get Maverick Vinales is good at test because there's nobody there to annoy him he just gets out on his own 
Jorge Martin was seventh. Do you honestly think that during a race next year, during a race that Qatar, when they're racing at Qatar, do you think Maverick Vinales, Raul Fernandez, and Alessia Spagaro are going to be beating Jorge Martin? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. But yeah, you never know. You never know. Marco Pedro Costa was fifth as well. Who? Marco Bezzecchi. Tenth. Mm. That's not that low for Marco Bezzecchi, though. Remember last year? Like last year, he could be up racing for the race one, mm. and then the following week, he'd be back down in ninth or tenth. Yeah, I suppose. Pedro Costa. Fifteenth. Um, Alex Rins, Yuan Zarco. Mm. Honda down. basically. <laughs> Honda basically. <laughs> you are yeah. mayor. Honda. Yeah. Pedro Costa's in front of Honda. Luca Marini. Honda. <laughs> Honda. Oh, Cal Crutchlow was there. I didn't know he was there. Yeah, he's a test rider though. He'd be testing for Yamaha. Is, yeah. Was Danny Petrosa out there? No. No, Jack Miller and Brad Binder. No. So. No. Bring back Pedrosa. He's so. Do you know? I always get so excited when he braces. Just because it's one of the old aliens coming by. Like, I could know, you imagine if Jorge? Uh, could you imagine if Jorge Lorenzo decided to race again? Yeah, that'd or be even pretty just cool. Test again. Even if it's just testing, he was like, "I'm going to do a wild card." It would be class. It would, yeah, yeah, it would. You're right there, but I don't know. I just I've got a proper soft spot for Danny Pedrosa. I always have done. It's because he never won a championship. Everybody. I know! I know! <laughs> but it's almost, I'll be honest, it's almost like pity. It's not, it's though. Almost, it's pity. It's not pity. It's pity. You, you pity him. Oh, I don't poor pity Poor Danny Pedrosa. Never won a championship. Poor him. Wah, wah. Pity. He doesn't need your pity. <laughs> he doesn't need it. Nah, I know. 250 world champion, 125 world champion. Yeah. I used to. I still, I, I still think it's a toss-up between, in my opinion, toss-up between Danny Pedrosa and Max Biaggi as to who was the greatest premiership motorcycle rider that didn't win a championship. I, I mean, a premiership championship. Max Biaggi, I don't really remember watching him, to be honest. Max Biaggi was like turn of the millennium, you know, 2000, 2001. I know he's obviously done some amazing stuff, but I, I never, I, I don't even think I was watching bikes at that point, to be fair. So, yeah, he was a 125 champion and then he was a 250 champion. And I think he stayed in 250 and won a second championship in 250. And I think he was waiting to move into. Well, it was 500cc championship at the time. Hmm. He was waiting to move into 500s. He was waiting for people to move out before he could move in. You know, he was waiting for his time, basically, and he was tipped to be the next big thing because you had, like, in the early 90s, you had, like, Wayne Rainey was there, and then there was uh, Kevin Swanson, and then McDoon turned up, and he was there for ages. Like, game, he was there for, like, five years. <laughs> And then eventually Max Biaggi went anti-GPs and it was like, oh, it's going to be his time. But then, obviously, Valentino Rossi turned up. Yeah. Fucking shit all over his parade. He certainly did. 
Sorry, I've just got loads of retro right. games lying around. Next week. Next week? Well, I say, I don't mean next week. I mean this week. This week? Racing starts. The motorcycle racing starts this week. We it does. do not have to wait another full week. Today is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Literally, Tuesday sleep, Wednesday sleep, Thursday. Three more sleeps before there's motorbikes to watch because there'll be stuff on on Friday. They'll be like riding yep. around on Friday, doing warm ups and practicing. Three more sleeps. Three more well, sleeps. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss it all because you're moving house. I'm moving house. I'm really sorry. I will try and catch up with it when I can. I'm having my internet swapped over and all sorts of shite, so I'm going to be busy. And I'm really good. I am going. I am going to a race-safe marshalling event to learn how to be a hero in orange. To learn how to be a marshal. The big bad biker is going to be a big bad marshal. That's pretty year. cool. It's pretty cool. Yes. I wish there was more tracks closer to me. <laughs> Apart from that car park that they ride around on every now and again. <laughs> the go-kart so, track so, at Knock Hill. <laughs> fucking tiny, man. It's so I cool. like Knock Hill. I think it's good. It's I'm not cool. going to say it's not good, but 47 second lap. Come on. It's, Come on, man. It's brilliant. You That's see a bike all the time. It's like, no, it's it's like it's like a fucking game of Skeletrics in your front room. That's what it's like. <laughs> 47 seconds. Come on. That's too You short. must have had a big Skeletrix set. <laughs> Anything under a minute is too short. Like You have to remember, I'm like I grew up watching road racing before it was like... Well, yeah, you see a bike every, like, 20 minutes. Not every 20. It's not the fucking GT. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you, you get tracks that are, like... Like, the Mad Antrim was pretty... I would consider to be pretty small, and that was three and a half miles, so... Like, yeah. Every every couple of minutes are coming past, but not every 47 seconds. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it's decent. And do you know what I like about Knock Hill as well? It's a really challenging track for every rider they've got one very small bit of straight and that's all they've got for rest time all the other time they're just on it turning well they've basically said themselves they've basically said themselves like all a lot of the riders are saying it the teams are saying it that the bikes are just getting too powerful and not just yeah. for knock help but for these smaller narrow tracks the bikes are just getting too powerful for them yeah I mean, a lot, a lot of the people that I spoke to when I was there, um, they don't, they don't particularly like Knock Hill. <laughs> Most people don't like it because it's just so demanding. Not surprised? Not surprised. Right. Anyway, World Superbike starts this week. It does. I am. Let me look up my calendar. Looking forward to seeing Top Rack. I, I'm so excited to see Top Rack and Johnny Ray because they're on new bikes. So, uh, have you got a means to watch the World Super Bikes? Record it and then watch it and catch up. I've got uh, Discovery Plus, so I'll be able to watch it on there. Ooh, cool! So you are going to see it. I'm going to see it, but I'll just have to catch up on it. Um, I cannot wait to watch Top Rack. I cannot wait and Johnny. Johnny Ray on the, on the Yamaha. I can't wait to watch them. <laughs> right. Hold that thought. 
So we have got predictions for the World Superbikes because we do this, we do predictions. So I'd imagine next week there'll be a lot more to talk about because we'll have yes, we'll, we'll have three three World Superbike races to talk about, probably World Super Sport to talk about. We'll have Bike of the Week, we'll have all that stuff. But obviously next week we will have racing to talk about. Well, so I'm I'm more. gonna try and make the episode next week. I may not. I may have to miss it. I will try my best. If not, if then not, Sam will, will be flying solo. I will run solo. I'll see if I can get somebody to join in with me, but if not, I will run solo. Right, Bring Michael Russell. He might, he might come. <laughs> Maybe. Right. Predictions. Predictions for the World Superbike Round. Right, let, let's just clarify. Let's just clarify. Last year we were doing predictions, right? And we'd say, like, oh, Top Rack's going to win or... or Bautista's going to win and then we'd pick race 2 and race 3 but if Top Rack say would have won race 3 we'd have been like oh well I said Top Rack was going to win yeah we're not doing that we're not doing that not doing that this year this year we're being super serial super serial (laughs) super serial (laughs) member pig Al Gore (laughs) this year half man half bear half pig super serial so this year this year Race one's race one, race two's race two. Shit bust. There's none less, but I said he would win a race. Yeah. Right. Remember Who's him. going first? Obviously, we've we've already got our predictions down here on our dock, but who, who's reading theirs out first? Um, I don't know. I'll, re- I'll read mine out first if you want. Right. Who have you gone for? World Superbikes, Phillip Island, race one. I have gone for the legendary Jonathan Ray. Now that's a good shout because he does go well around Phillip Island. He's he good does. Island. He does. Um, and also, he's I, on the, I think he, the R1. I think he pretty much lives in Australia, mate. Good night. Yeah, so I've gone for Johnny Ray. Who have you gone for? Now, I've gone a little bit. I was surprised at this, actually. Left field. <laughs> now, I'm just. I don't want to be one of them guys in a week's time who was like, oh, I thought so, but I didn't say anything. And then be like, oh, well, then why the fuck did you not say it? If you don't think it, I'm just going to, I'm throwing caution to the wind. I think Bullock is going to win. I don't think his testing was a fluke. Mm, yeah, okay. I think he's going to win. I think Batista is still suffering a little bit. With his injury. His little hangover from his injury, and I'd imagine the Ducatis are still rapid fast. So unless he was, for... unless he was talking shit. <laughs> yeah, and he was just shit at Moji. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't doing well at the test either. So I've gone for Bulaga now. Chippy, Chippy will be back. April, not far into the. Yeah, something like March, April time. He will be he will be back not far into the start of the season, and then he will be doing the predictions with us. So we're going to keep his going. Because we're keeping the score this year, so at the end of the year we can see who knows best. So Chippy for race one has picked Top Rack. If you want to know who Chippy is, go back and listen to previous episodes. Yes. Never listened to us before. Let's be honest, anybody that's never listened to us before has turned off already. They're not listening now. Absolutely. But no, Top Rack, (laughs) good shout. I I think he's going to do really, really well this year. I know we all had a doubt, so I'm going to BMW, but I think it's a good shout from Chippy. 
Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm having one of them bad days today with Top Rack. I'm not <laughs> sure. Oh. I was so hyped up for him a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, it's brilliant. I'm just not sure, man. What, what if he goes in? Like, I feel really bad for him if he goes in and just has a desire. Like, well, he just the, the BMW curse. He goes in and just has a shocker year. I think the only thing that can let Top Rack down... It's the actual mechanics of the bike. If that thing, as we know, BMW aren't exactly very reliable when it comes to racing, I think that's what could let him down. It's what let Leon has uh, Leon Haslam down in BSB. Mechanicals. And I think that'll be his issue. And I think he'll get really pissed off with it, to be honest, if it does. Um, because we've seen, we've seen the pictures of him riding that thing like a beast. It's going into corners on the front freaking wheel like he did on the Yamaha. You know, he's he's sliding it round corners. I think Yeah, it's but it's alright it's alright seeing all that. It's alright seeing all that when there's no other bikes around and you don't see Yeah, but we know what, what top rack's like. Nobody is. nobody can outbreak top rack. Nobody. Right, anyway. <laughs> the sprint race. Yeah. The first the first race of the Sunday. Mm-hmm. I have gone for Top Rack. <laughs> of course. And I have gone for Bautista. I thought, you know what? I'll give him, give him a, give him a shout. You know, he, he could do it. I don't th- thinking about it now. I don't think he will, but I can't change it now. I think he'll be pretty tame in the sprint because it's only half points, and then he'll probably give it all his all in race one. And Sheppy has gone for Johnny Ray, uh, and race two. I have gone for Johnny. I've just tacked all the boxes here. I've gone for Johnny Ray. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been like, I've just. Jukai, yeah. BMW, Yamaha. I mean, Yamaha. Uh, I've gone for Top Rack because, Jep- you know, yeah. why not? And Chippy, he's gone for Bautista. <laughs> so that according to us three. It's between Batista the big three, Tom- isn't it? Except from you with yeah, your Bouliger. I really think Bulliger is going to surprise us this year. I keep smacking my head on that microphone, sorry. Um, yeah, he, he could. He could do. I hope he does. Make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. But even though, you know when we were discussing, because we, we for anybody that doesn't know, we do have a chat where we just sort of chat shit, take the piss out of each other. Well, it's usually just Sam and Chippy taking the piss out of me and then we chat shit. But... Um, I've completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh yeah, well we're talking about um, what we're looking most looking forward to this year. It was MotoGP, BSB, World Superbikes. I've got to say, I think I'm more edging towards looking forward to World Superbikes this year. Just to see Top Rack on a Ducati. On, on the BMW. Or BMW, sorry. <laughs> and Johnny Ray on a Yamaha. Oh yeah, yeah, well, I see that. You know, I'm I'm more excited about that than I am MotoGP this year. I think. Yeah, but the thing is, we world superbikes. It's it's and Sam Lowe's. Yes, but the thing is, we world superbikes. It's fun and exciting for like the first two or three rounds, and then you see who's where, and then that's just that for the rest of the year. Yeah, I suppose if somebody runs away with it again, it did get boring when Bautista was just winning every race. It was boring. But then, like you say, nobody cared when it was Johnny Ray. Everyone loved it. <laughs> well, maybe the, maybe, the, maybe the Spanish fans cared. <laughs> yeah. But whenever Johnny Ray was winning, he was beating uh, 
mostly beating British riders. Like he was beating Tom Sykes. He was beating yeah. Chaz Davies. Mm-hmm. He, uh, or maybe Sylvain Guantoli or something like that. But <clears throat> yeah, we've kind of ad- we've kind of adopted Sylvain Guantoli. I say we. I'm from Northern <laughs> Ireland, but you know the British. <laughs> The British or the English, you know, we've kind of adopted Sylvain Guantoli. I know he's a Frenchman, but he's got such a funny accent now as well. Because <laughs> sometimes he, he, it like, sometimes he sounds so English when he speaks, and then the other times he just little French accent comes out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I suppose that covers the predictions for the first round of the World Superbikes. Yes. That's pretty much it, and that pretty much brings our show to an end. There's no it point does. rattling on too much nah. this week. I think next, what well, next week if we do have a full podcast, yes, might be a bit longer. Yeah, we'll have a lot more uh, to talk about because we'll have the racing to talk about. Um, but if it's just if it's just me, that'll be that'll be exciting for <laughs> nobody involved. <laughs> but, uh, It'd be interesting to listen to actually, just seeing how you do it on your own. You might find that you like it and just say, Ash, piss off, I'm going to do it myself now. I'll just talk <laughs> shite for... Well, I, I imagine if I do it by myself, it'll be a lot quicker. I'll probably only get, I'll get over in about 45 minutes. Why don't you Why don't you do it with, like, Siri? Just, like, have Siri next to you and just talk to Siri and shit. Because Siri doesn't work half the time. <laughs> That's because it doesn't understand you. T- <laughs> I don't understand a word I'm saying. Hey, Siri, how much is a new Shire? <laughs> Uh, sorry, I don't uh, quite know what you mean. <laughs> uh, how far are you on in Sons of Anarchy now? Oh, I've completed it. Completed it. I'm watching... What do you uh, mean you've completed it? Well, I've what do you mean it you've completed it? Watched it all. You, like, last week you just finished season one. No, yeah, I, I binge-watched the whole fucking lot. I, I finished it a few weeks ago. No, I swear last week you said you'd just finished season one. Yeah, but I've been literally like binge watching it like pretty much every night. I smashed them all. So we say binge, like how many episodes are you watching a night? Mm, probably about four, five. How have you got time to watch four or five episodes of anything? <laughs> Don't know. Just do. <laughs> you do fuck all. Where have you? Where do you get all this time at? Don't know. I'll, I'll probably. Uh, <laughs> Not have as much time, especially when I get to the new house. I've got loads to do. Oh, I can't be arse moving. Oh, but I can as well. My own place. Have you watched the new Grand Tour? I haven't yet, but I'm going to watch it, and then I'm going to tell Chippy all about it. Watch it, and we could talk about it on the podcast. Oh, we could, actually. That's a good idea, and then he'll hear it. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's for another time. Uh, yes. Right. If you have enjoyed listening to us talk, do what we do, uh, you would like to get in touch and let us know how much you appreciate what we do. Uh, or if you want to send us any feedback, or if you want to ask us a question, you could do that as well. Or if you just want to tell us what you think about any of the bikes we're talking about, or nominate a bike you would like us to talk about. Or just give us a lowdown on any bike you want, or anything at all, basically, what I'm getting at. Uh, you can email us at podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. You can comment on YouTube. Their YouTube is The Big Bad Bike Show. And we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. The Big Bad Bike Show is pretty much what you look for in any one of them. 
Uh, and Facebook's also the big bad BS. Yes. Uh, I'm on Twitter as the big bad biker. Chippy's on Twitter as the Moto Chippy. I know he's not on the podcast, but he does still tweet every now and again if you want to keep up with what he's going on about. And Ash, you're on Instagram and the Up North Biker. The Up North Biker. And that's yeah. how you can follow us. That's how you can follow us, ask us questions, send us emojis. We don't care. Just get in contact. But like we, like we said, if you are listening to us and you want to give us any support, the best thing you can do is just leave us a comment, share us, tell all your friends, tell anybody it's bike-related, anybody that likes bikes, about the big bad bikes, you'd be doing us a massive favour. But Huge favour. There's nothing else to do. Unless you have anything else, Ash? No, nope, nothing else, else from me. Nothing else from me. All right. All right, then. That's a goodbye from Ash and a goodbye from me. Just keep on enjoying the ride, and we will see you next week. See you See you <laughs>